Hey there, ZDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett Falone. If you connected to this when it's released on March 3, 2021, then it's time for our Wednesday meditation. If you can't, go ahead and get your Bibles in Mark Luke chapter 12, verse 48, and 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8. That's where we'll find ourselves in just a few moments. I forgot something. So while you pray, as I said, for all of those who uh, uh, did not get to hear, or should I say who later won't get to hear, because of my negligence, we are sending a thought and a prayer for the vaccine that is coming out or that will come out here and that everything will go well and we can get everybody vaccinated and that everybody will get the proper answers that they need the assurances that we will know which options and which uh, positions we should take, if you will. And then secondly, as I said, we return back to normal. But then again, the reality is, what is normal? The world we once knew no longer exist. We have to accept a somewhat deal, and I say that even if it's hard to accept, drastic changes. This, our new economy, if you will, has now recognized how efficient it is to not do what we did post or pre-pandemic. I was reading the other day where they said how much money they saved by not sending people to states but zooming them in. If you know business people, you know yourself. How about that? We'll just leave it at that. You know, if you don't have to spend a dollar, you're not. And so we have to learn a new economy. You have to learn a new way of operating, new jobs. Some folk might have spent half their work life doing something, and here in a few minutes they'll have to switch and do something completely different. Because the society has changed. Pray for the the help, the, the mindset to deal with that change. And finally, this morning. Pray for those 
who can't seemingly see. I'm going to talk about that in, in our little time of uh, conversation, if you will. But they can't see what they call the forest for the trees. They're kind of stuck in their wilderness without... They don't have a... They don't have a, uh, a drone, if you will. They can't look up high in the sky and find pathways. They're stuck down in the valley. Would you pray for them? Let's see. We got two people who know how to pray here. So who do we do? Eeny, meeny, miny, grandmother. Most gracious and all-wise Father, we just thank you, we love you, we praise you. We thank you, O God, that you woke us up this morning with the blood still running warm in our veins. You kept us all night long, God. You didn't let the fire gut us out, nor did you let the would-be robbers come in on us. And we thank you this morning. We just praise you and magnify your name because you love us so much. Help us to love you as you love us. You said, love ye the Lord God. Help us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Help us to be them shining lights in this dark world today. Help us to be encouragers today, God. Oh, God, someone need a lifting up. Someone need to be encouraged. Someone need help, God. Help us, oh, God, to be the help meets that you have called us to be. Minister to us this day, God. Look on every one that's sick, those in the hospitals, the nursing homes, God, wherever they might be on the boats, the ships, uh, God, in the airplane, God, you know what pain is wrecking their body. But God, we pray right now that you will touch them. Touch them from the crown of their heads to the sole of their feet. Let them know, God, that you are the great physician. Let them know, God, whatever they need, you can supply for them. Oh, merciful Father, we put them all in your hands because, God, you are the only one can work out these situations. Doctors don't know. Medical science don't understand. But, God, we know that you understand all things. And help us to depend on you. Help us to praise you. You said just praise me. Praise me for everything. Whatever situation we go through, you said give me thanks. Help us to rejoice, rejoice in you this day. Put a smile on our faces, God. Put joy down in our hearts, God. And help us, oh God, to go and do as you told us to do. We just thank you this morning. We praise you. We love you this morning, God. And, oh, merciful Father, we just want to thank you, thank you, thank you for being so sweet. So sweet you are to us. Jesus, you are sweet, I know. And, God, I know you will never leave us. Praise to God. You never, never forsakes us, God. You're always there for us, God. And we just said thank you, God. We praise you and we magnify your name. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we just said thank you, thank you, thank you. Be ever with us, God. Help us to be a carriage to some soul. 
Someone don't know you. Oh, God. Some lady, some man, some child is at the crossroad of life, God. Don't know which way to go, whether commit suicide or what. But, God, we bind the hands of the enemy. And we pray right now that they will hear from you, that they will look up to you, God, knowing that you are able you are able. Knowing that you love them, God, help them to realize that your love is great. No matter what they've done, no matter what they're doing, you love them, God, and you are willing to do for them. You're willing to take care of them. Help them to look to you. Help them to look up to the hill from whence cometh their help. God, in spite of all they're going through, let's let them know, God, that you are there. You are there. You never left them. You never forsaken them. And, oh, merciful Father, we just thank you this morning. We thank you this morning, God, because of who you are. Look on our nation, God. Look on our nation, God. Our nation needs healing, God. Our nation needs you, God. Help them, oh, God. Help our nation, oh, God, to turn to you, God. Help them to realize, God, the matters is not theirs. The battle is not theirs. The battle is yours, God. And we depending on you, God. We depended on you to fix this nation, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, look on President Biden, God. Look on his cabinet, God. Look on Vice President. God, keep them encouraged. Keep your loving arms of protecting around them, God. You know the tricks of the enemy. But, God, we bind the hands of the enemy this morning, God. And we said thank you this morning. We just thank you, God. We praise you, God. We love you, God. Hallelujah. We love you. And we just said thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for all you've done and all you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If I can very quickly... Uh, Go to Luke chapter 12, verse 48. And then I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For the sake of time, I will not read that to you. But I want to focus on those two this morning because I've noticed a few things. Uh, Those things that I've noticed is, uh, well, let me start with this. I'm going to... uh, tell you a little story, and then I'll sum it up with what I've noticed. I was watching a YouTube video a couple of uh, days ago. Um, The Church of God in Christ is in transition, if you will. There in the process of restructuring and redoing their leadership. You know how that game is played if you are uh, familiar with organized church. 
And there was this bishop that popped up. And uh, Pastor Booth and I was doing some talking. And we would kind of joke in our private time. And when I'm I'm on, we know we, we do our little things. And we called him Dancing Daniels. And Brother Daniels or Bishop Daniels, if you'll let me go ahead and as a rapper, I can't think of his name. I'll put some respect on his name. Uh, Bishop Daniels would get up every Sunday morning in, in at least 30 seconds to 45 minutes he had to shout. And it bothered me somewhat. And part of that is because I had become accustomed to that. I had seen folks shout all day and just shout and shout and shout for no apparent reason, just shouting. Sit in church all day and just shout and then get up and cuss you out after they finish. And that was the mindset that I had when I saw Bishop Daniel shouting. And then I watched the tape. And I had seen a lot of things about him, but it wasn't until he explained it that it made sense to me. Bishop Daniels got up and he uh, explained the history of his church and where it came from, his origin, and what have you. Bishop Daniels uh, said or the interviewer, should I say, said, if we took a a drone and we zoomed it up about a mile in the air, he said, what would you see? Bishop Daniels said, you'll see a campus that spans some 40 acres. That right there, gave me the understanding of why he needed to, he shot all he wanted after that. 40 acres, I didn't care what he did. And then he began to explain what was on that 40 acres. On that 40 acres sits a 2,000-seat sanctuary, but that's not really important. Yes, you need a, a nice hub to house the people and to be able to come in and have a time of corporate celebration, but that's not important. What was on that 40 acres was five educational facilities, grammar school, elementary, junior high, and even a college. His thought process was, that the system was changing, and because it was changing, it required support from areas outside of classrooms. So he created an after-school or a night program, if you will, or even a day program for some, so that the parents could come and learn the same materials that the students was learning so that they could go home and help their children after school. That's on that 40 acres. 
He lives in a community which is similar to ours, and or should I say many of ours, where the resources are very scarce. They didn't have things like boys and girls clubs that could really call the east side of, as you know here, most of our institutions for recreation have been closed down. Government funding, stress, whatever the case may be. So he took that on itself and said, well, if they can't do it, we will put it here ourselves. That's on that 40 acres of land. The senior community. Instead of going to the HUD, which is urban uh, housing and urban development, instead of going to Dr. Ben Carson at the time, if you will, just go ahead and you know who that is, and telling him that we need more housing, he built them. And with the assistance, instead of the burden being on the government, with the assistance of the government, he maintains them. That's on that 40 acres of land. He said black people don't have credit, so he built a credit union. That's on that 40 acres of land. They don't have access to resources from a financial understanding or financial literacy, so he built stock programs. He built CD centers and IRA opportunities, all that is on that 40 acres of land. And after he explained all of that, the shouting didn't matter. And then he did go into that just a little bit because it didn't matter. But in some cases, he didn't matter. He said, we come to church and we praise God. And we're still out in about an hour and 45. And the young interviewer said, but you don't preach that long. He said, well, here's my philosophy. If you understand the principles, it don't take that long. You just come in and praise them and you go on about your business. We are so busy doing the work, we won't have time to sit here and talk. Now, why did I say all that? Because when you look at the passage by which I have asked you to select over in Luke, and said, to whom much has been given, much will be required. I took that and took inspiration from a lot of things that I have been allowed to do. It used to bother me when folk would talk and I used to somewhat get offended. I don't as much anymore, if any, for that matter. 
part of it because I don't sit around long enough to entertain it. There's some who ask me why I don't go to certain functions or why I don't hang out at dinners or what have you. Part of that is because of something that I learned from a preacher a long time ago when I was feeling some type of way, and he looked me in the face and he said, Brother, you can't stop what they say about you, but you can stop what they say to you. And if you don't stand there and listen, they can't talk. So I would get up and leave. When people start to say things that I didn't like or I didn't want to hear, I left. Some of it was justified. Some of it they could say. Some of it made sense. I ended up having to learn the object of really listening before I left. Because sometimes people talk and they're actually saying some things that are true. So you can't just throw everybody just because you don't like it in the trash. But, but if you know where that line is, you listen. Now I listen. I hear it. I come back and I take it like a little fish. I don't eat it, but I understand the concept. You get a fish, you pick out all the meat and throw all the bones in the trash. But I say all that to say this. They would make these statements about me. Oh, he's just a kid that lives off of his grandmama, they would say. Truth be told, I lived off my grandma and my uncle. You want to be technical about it. But what I did, instead of being ashamed of it, I should celebrate it. I took what they gave me and I built on it. It was because of that privilege that I was allowed to go downtown at free will. Why are you ashamed of it? It was because of that privilege that I was allowed to sit on the Internet and build an empire. It was because of that privilege. A lot of things that I have seen and done was because of that privilege. I was given much and I used every ounce of it. And so why, I tell myself, should you be upset when folks talk about what you have done? When the truth of the matter is, had they had the same opportunity, they would have done the same exact thing. Or, if you think about it, some of them would have did worse than what I did with the same opportunity. They would have used it to their personal advantage. I did not. I didn't. I ran up things, building opportunities for people. If I had ran up building for myself, I had a Lexus in the driveway, not a Dodge. 
to whom much is given, much is required. For some reason, that was embedded into me, and every time somebody gave me something, I found a, more opportunities to do something else. I got a camera, so I started a YouTube show. I got a mic, so I started a podcast. I got access to council women and men and civic leaders, so I started a civic league. To whom much is given, much is required. And I believe that the key to my success is based on that principle. And then there's another part. And if you go back some two books to the first one of the New Testament, just thought of it, so roll with me. Put this in your arsenal as well. Over there in Matthew chapter 28, I want to say around about, no, excuse me, chapter 6, verse 33 is over there. It said, seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things. The old folk would say, you take care of God's business. God takes care of yours. So I've watched. As I've went out and proverbially took care of God, but this is not me bragging. This is me pointing out a picture here for future. As I've went out and did God's business, things have happened for me. I've never missed a meal. Everything I got is paid for. Nobody is hiding or threatening to take anything. I ain't got to hide myself under a tree. Everything I just paid for in full. And since I was 16 years old, I've worked for the church. Full time for the church since I was 17. Brother Dennis will tell you, when he met me, I lived in First Baptist Norfolk. Never made a dime off that church, but I lived there. Lived in the office of that church. I ain't never saw a church, but I didn't know what office was. I knew where every, what you call nuclear code was in a church. What am I trying to tell you? When you look at this past year, in one year of this community by which we have, we've sat down with not one, but two sitting politicians, potentially a third one. That could be governor. 
We've had health fairs. We've had tech classes. We fed people. We buried people. All in one year. We provided people with opportunities they would have never gotten anywhere else. We hid a civic league inside of a church and couldn't nobody touch it. To whom much is given, much is required. When I went downtown, every time I walked in that door, and I said, I have privilege, and it's required, not that I come down here and get for myself. I tell people all the time, if I built the city that I wanted to be, one traffic light, two stop signs, and that traffic light would cut off 8 o'clock. We built parks. Go over there to Grandview Village and find something that don't have my name on it. Half of that stuff over there I don't want. And ain't going over there to use it. But to whom much is given, much is required. And so I say as I close this morning, I ended up in my frustration. That same preacher came to me when I was flustered. Why are the people talking and saying these things? They don't know me. He said, you're right, they don't. That's the main problem. Not only do they not know you, they don't even know what they're talking about. Because you remember, there was a man that was hung on a cross by people who didn't have a clue. Leaders and rulers are clueless. They don't know what they're doing. I was in Chesapeake Monday, I think it was, it's all a blur. I was talking to some people over there that uh, most folks dislike. They call Republicans. And I dare not call their names because it's not fair. But they looked me in my face, looked me straight down, and told me something that literally floored me to the ground. They said, Eric, we don't know what we're doing. We don't really understand it. We just shoot for the fence and hope we catch something. We don't really know. They're just trying to get two cents out of a dollar. That's all they're trying to do. And I'm not hating on Republicans because we've got a whole lot of Democrats in the same ballpark, if you will. Libertarians, Green Party, Independents, ain't voting. They're all in the same matter. They all know what they're doing. And so when you sit 
You allow yourself to get flustered by people who are clueless and just trying to figure out how to maintain the two cents they got. That's all it is. And then there's a very few that have the gall to tell you they don't know, but they're trying to do something, and they're just stumbling along the way. That's what gave me courage. I go down there and say, I don't know, and they look at you like you're supposed to know. You don't know either. And then the other question is, if I'm so bad for not knowing, why you ain't figured it out yet? That's just a tactic to depress you and send you back to the house. Seek ye first the kingdom and all these things. The kingdom is purpose, mission statement, your, your, your own identity and destiny. Just because you old don't mean nothing. Just because you young don't mean nothing. Because I had a man said all the time it is, is the old folk, they don't like no more. If you don't believe it, look at the folks they like. They won't let them retire. I just throw that out there for you to smoke it. You're not retired and old to sit at the house and murmur and complain and feel sorry and hurt. There's something still in you. God doesn't waste time, nor does he waste breath. And since I know that, every breath that pumps is worth something. Every time I breathe in and out, that is a class that I can do. A meal that I can deliver. A conversation I can have. For you, there may be a prayer you can pray, a dress you can sew. Person that you can encourage. I don't really know who you are, what your purpose is. I, I spend all my time trying to figure out my own. But his brother Dennis, I'm going to give him good time so that he can give his commentary and make sure that he understands what 730 is. <laughs> He's going to let him come and close the prayer. And this is what I hope for you this week. Most of you are women. If you go into this month of celebration of your identity, that you actually find it. Why was I born? Why was I created? What is my mission statement? Who I is? And then once I find it, How do I make sure that I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do? 
as the young kid I watched on TikTok last night say, to make the bears about to flash. Brother Dennis. It's a, a new month, a new beginning for all of us, and, and uh, we should take this month to reflect and, and build on what we have. Uh, what we have is uh, eternal life through our Savior, Jesus Christ, and we should build on that, build on what he has given us, like Eric says. What do we have? Who are we, and where should we go? Uh, I think the Bible defines that pretty good. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you. We just thank you more than uh, the more than we know how for what you've done for us, what you always do for us, how you guide us, how you protect us, how you uplift us, how you heal us, not only spiritually but mentally, physically, how you heal our families, Lord, how you give us the right words to say when we have no other words to say to people, how we can... Uh, up, uh, just proclaim your name on a daily basis how we can reflect who you are not only to our families but to our, our loved ones our acquaintances our neighbors those who need who need to know about you about who Jesus is about what Jesus offers us and how we can uh, share that and just uh, we just thank you that you give us the boldness and, and we need that we need the boldness not only to proclaim you to others, but to, to proclaim you to ourselves. Sometimes we forget. We forget we need healing. We need to open that book. We need to read the scriptures. We need to understand what Jesus and, and God is saying to us, not only on Sunday mornings or Wednesday mornings or Sunday after, whatever it might be. It should be on a daily basis. We should thank God when our feet hit the ground in the morning that he has given us another day, another day to be the person he wants us to be. Lord, we just thank you for how you provide for us, how you give to us. We just ask you to be with, be with those that we come across in our lives that, that need to know, that need to know who Jesus is. Uh, we should uh, uh, kind of just be out there, be a beacon of light, just be, be there for them, be there for our families. We just love you and we, we adore you. And we just ask you to be with us, give us the strength to, to be prepared for whatever uh, Satan may bring against us. Give us the strength to be ready for Sunday and already work our minds and our, our hearts to be receptive to what we'll hear and what we will glean from the Bible. We just thank you. Again, we adore you. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. God bless everyone. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.